0: welcome back to the focus target podcast this is your
1: host smiley with me as always van and shy are we really you are well, well find out about that won't we
0: i'm here um
1: <laughs> <laughs> i see what you did there i like that um uh today is november 10th year of our lord 2020 and we are bringing you season two episode 66 of the focus target podcast where we are going to get metaphysical um yeah i hope you guys are ready for that uh but before we get deep on you guys we're we're gonna tackle our questions we always do we always we always like our question of the day question of the day today uh if you remember last episode we talked about the new generation of consoles coming to coming to america uh which i believe are out now right isn't xbox today i think,
2: I think xbox, xbox was today i believe yeah I
1: xbox is today and ps5 is uh in a couple of days on the 12th um, and, and so our question of the day today is well what about nintendo does nintendo need to respond with a new console um to the ps5 or the, or the xbox 1s or 1x uh, whichever your preference? Um, you know, uh, let's go to our resident non-console haver, Shy. What do you think? Is the Switch enough for the Nintendo world, Nintendo?
2: I feel like the one thing that the Switch is lacking is two screens. I'm waiting for the Switch dual screen. Um,
1: like the flips, it like flips open like the Nintendo yeah, like DS the and DS, has a top yeah. screen. It's just, and a, the joke, just
2: screen. a joke. Just um, a joke. Not, I don't think I, so. I don't um, know if it's that much of a joke. I think I can totally uh, see that happening. I think that, uh, I mean, I had a telling conversation with a coworker today, actually, where she was telling me that she and her husband were trying to like get a last minute Xbox today. They hadn't been all the pre-orders. So I guess like there were some like one of the local, some local store or some chain had some extra copies. Like they announced were going to be released at like noon and people could like pre, like a second round of pre-orders or orders, I guess at this point. And they had tried, but they'd missed they'd missed it. And I was asking her about why they wanted the Xbox and different things. And she's like, well, I don't really want it. My husband does. She's like, I'm just happy with the Switch. Like it's got the type of games I like to play and it's you know more friendly for my PlayStation and I think I think that tells a lot I think for a long time the Switch has has attracted a different type of gamer than yes. than the Xbox and PlayStation and I think that the Switch is powerful enough that in the past a lot of times the Nintendo consoles have been significantly less powerful than their competitors i think and so people have looked at like and maybe True. that might be arguable like at one point it wasn't that way like snes um n64 days probably not so much but i think that the gamecube well gamecube was was good in its own right as well but like definitely um we and wii u i think we're not we're not competitive i think I,
1: I would say gamecube's probably where it started to fall behind maybe even n64 like the n64 era they tried to push that pretty far into the playstation era and playstation and xbox at that point were a, a step ahead and i think they've been since then
2: and so i think basically at this point though switch i think switch games look great and I'm, they may not have you know the hypers fast ssds you know or the 4k 60 fps that these, these other consoles have but i don't know that people need that so I, I don't i don't think my answer is no i don't think that nintendo needs to respond immediately
1: what about you van what do you think
0: yeah <clears throat> i agree with shy completely i don't think they need to respond i think um the console's selling extremely well still um for all the reasons that that shy mentioned it, it doesn't need to. it doesn't need to try to keep quote-unquote dreaded air quotes keep up with xbox and playstation i feel like they're in a genre of their own um it's kind of like i always feel like it's nintendo switch those two and then pc are like three different gaming units. So it's almost comparing apples to oranges at that point. I don't, I don't think they need to respond. They got a, they have a really good system at a very affordable price. um, And there's still a lot of life left in that console and sales are still really, really strong. So they're, they're good. They could, they could sit this one out.
1: Well, I won't disagree with either of you. I, I don't think you're wrong, but I do think they will respond. I think that at some point in Like, before we start hearing rumble, like, well before, like, I mean, I'd say in the next year or two, I bet we'll start hearing something of a new Nintendo console project, um, whether they need to or not. I think it's just, I think it's just human nature. I think it's the nature of companies to look at your competitors, even if you do feel like you're on a slightly different, slightly different sleeve to say, you know, these guys are coming out with new stuff, the the shiny new toy, and we want to, we want to have something new as well. So that's my suspicion but we'll see time will tell all right well um you know fair listeners i mean what do you think does do you want to see another switch uh or switch to uh do you think it's necessary uh let us know we'll have our contact information for you at the end of the podcast as is our way so let's this get down way. to brass tacks yeah new mandalorian season's out we've only seen the first one i haven't seen the second one yet i've, I've uh
0: han solo dies
1: no, that's a spoiler from episode seven. So sorry.
0: About oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> did you like the first one? Sidebar.
1: Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, it was, it, you know, didn't have the big, you know, the first Mandalorian, the very first one has the big, the big reveal, the big spoiler. Like, I didn't feel like that much really. Like, there was nothing really surprising. Um, but I do think that dude's gonna be back later on. That's why. That's why I told Sarah this. So Undoubtedly. That they like went just a, they like in the first tease, one, you know, and then, he's then not taking all. Allies way. up, and then like later on, he could bring them all together, just like he did in the first season. So yeah, like the I I like that guy, guy right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. All right. Let's have go. Have you back. finished let's season go... one? <laughs> have you? Let's go back to that. Do you really not like that guy? That guy is. I, don't.
2: I that. hate that. Yeah. I have spoken. That guy's yeah. awesome. He wrote He wrote leaping Lizzie the entire time. I did not every time
1: him. just just some clarification every time he shows up in season one, because we rewatched season one in preparation for season two, same. every season, single time he showed up, so I was like, I can't believe Shy doesn't like this guy. Why doesn't he like him? I don't, I don't get like it. him.
2: Like- and maybe, and maybe if they hadn't had <laughs> in the same new series, I, I, this is the way, and I have spoken like two mm. mantras that are repeated numerous times. You where this like is the way is really badass. I have spoken just feels like a dumb Stonewall response from an idiot. Um, <laughs> like I might have liked him oh, more. Man. Like if they introduced him to season two and it was like, I have spoken is like the new thing. I don't know, but it just, I didn't like it. I didn't like him at all.
1: I, 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 I did. I rode for that guy. He was one of my favorites. He and I, that IG-88 droid. I was glad that he made it.
2: I like the IG-88 droid.
1: IG-88. Okay. So that's enough. We always get down the star Wars rabbit hole, but we're really talking about serious stuff today. Hmm. Serious, serious stuff. So here's my first question for you gentlemen. This is a primarily a video game related podcast. And in final fantasy nine, the black mage Vivi posed a question. How do we know we exist? Maybe we don't exist. So before we get down to our true topic, I just wanna kinda of set the level playing field here. Do you believe you exist? Seems like a strange question, but considering where we're going, I feel like it's good to you know, have, have a baseline here. So I'm gonna start with Van this time. Van, how do you know you exist? Maybe you don't exist.
0: Yeah, this is a very – the question seems simple, and it's not. I think this could be like an hour topic in and of itself.
1: We may go long. We may have a part two. We've done that before. We had a part like five of Star Wars, so (laughs) we can go as as deep on this
0: as we need to. Yeah, so I guess by exist, meaning is there a human entity – and this is open forum – for anybody to chime in. Are we talking human entity that is unique to all others with experiences and feelings and able to make decisions sure. and be <laughs> present in what we collectively agree on or disagree on, but mostly agree on is the current world at which we are all residing in? <laughs> like? Do we, like need to go, kind of do we need to take another
1: step back and define existence? <laughs> I think <laughs> well, let, well, let, let me let me start then. Maybe that was a, a curveball throw. Let me yeah, let I think start. it's too hard. let me give you
0: let me give too you my first question. Uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: I don't think so. I think it can be broken down. So my one of my very favorite philosophers, uh, the arch the arch rationalist René Descartes, uh, had a very simple a si- simple Uh, mantra that I'm sure you've heard I I think think, therefore I am therefore I am right and so what Descartes was trying to do philosophically was kind of the start of metaphysics was trying to say what can I prove exists and so I can start with myself like existence is in a way defined by consciousness so like we're going to get into like whether the world around us is real whether we are bodies and each other and things like that that's that's a question that we're going to get into but i think what what descartes would say and what what i believe is that like that you can think you have a consciousness you can make decisions you have thoughts and that something that that means something exists right that is something like by definition like that's what we're calling existence is is the ability to perceive things um yeah so then
0: the simple answer i guess i i liken it to do i believe i am an android unaware of my own existence or do i actually exist in the sense of um yeah the hard question um i think the simple answer is yes i exist
1: okay what about you, Shy? You've uh, laughed million a, lot you a, is, just, a million asterisks, a million like, asterisks.
0: Man said the simple, the simple answer. Man, instead of saying the yes simple, or no, he even answer. gives like
2: three sentences <laughs> worth of like clarification before he said, "Yes, I think I exist." And it's you—you you cut me. I mean, I would have said the exact same thing that I think therefore I am. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Okay. Good. All right. So just we'll start with that. So so now we're gonna get into. red pill blue pill argument here this is something we've touched on a little bit in the past Uh, and and the question Mm -hmm. it it does come i mean we talked about this on some of our gaming podcasts that like some games have gotten so intricate and games are getting more and more realistic Um, we've got virtual reality coming out now we've all seen the movie the matrix which we should do a. Have we done a Matrix podcast yet? I don't think we have. That's we're gonna have to put that on the docket.
2: Um, Matrix Four, right? Maybe. Oh,
1: yes. In preparation for Matrix Four, good call. I like that. Um, okay. But so you know, I we have to assume that that you've at least are familiar with the movie, the Matrix movies, where you know, humans are plugged into a computer system and they're not aware that they're not in the real world, that their existence is actually a simulation, and so. The question of the day, the, our overarching question for today is Are we in fact in some sort of simulation? How can we know that we're not? Um, and so, like, again, when it comes to any kinds of these philosophical questions, it's important to define the terms that you're talking about. So, let's talk about defining a simulation. What do we mean by that? Shy.
2: Well, yeah well that was kind of i put this in the notes as a question i know well, you That's for I, I guess t- for you but i because i mean <laughs> in my mind like 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 if for gamers we're familiar with actual sim, simula- simulation games games are called simulations like the sims or sim city or like flight simulator and so like like i si- i think when you look at like matrix matrix then the matrix is a simulation built to deceive like they like these these machines had built a program that were that was supposed to fool humans to think that they were in a completely different environment living a whole different life um so I wanted to just, as we started out, when we're laying groundwork to, to state what, like, are we talking about, are we in a stimula- simulation in that someone has, I think, for instance, right here, here I think I think this is a bit, you guys can disagree with me with the statement. I think the first thing, if we talk about a simulation, first of all, we're talking about an intelligent, as some kind of intelligent mind that has created that simulation, whether it's machines, aliens, a God of some kind, that's the base level idea of if are we in a simulation right unless I', don't, I mean, like I said you guys can disagree but I don't, th- I don't know that you would ever say that like a simulation would have ever just happened by chance and we'd all be fooled by the simulation maybe that's it, well, maybe that's not ha-
1: I think if it happened by chance then is it distinguishable like how is it not a real world
2: anymore yeah like, just like why I, mean, isn't I, that, I guess yeah, is that just not? although nature, I guess basically? that's what
1: you I guess that's what you're talking about like I mean really maybe that's what you're trying to get at is is it a level? Right? Like, is there another level where this isn't real because our real selves are somewhere else? Is that
2: kind of intent? I was actually getting at it from intent, actually. Okay. Like, yeah, like but... I think that's the other idea. Is that, like we could be in a benevolent simulation theoretically? Like the Matrix just really has this very like callous, cold hearted, like kind of approach right. to it. Like like aliens could have come and said, you know. We're going to create this life, but it's stuck in this horrible, shitty, like, pool that, you know, for, but well, we can affect these creatures' minds, you know? Like, and we're going to make them think that life is great. I, I don't know, like, there's a, hey, there's a movie in right. there, George, George or, Lucas,
1: Steven Spielberg, come on! <laughs> make it! it, may have, it may have been that.
0: Or it could be, like, the Truman Show, right? Like, are we in, 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 a, in a simulation in that way, as opposed yeah. to, like, our minds being tapped in, and, and unbeknownst to ourselves, are we in this construct um actually physically here in this construct in a simulation
2: well and what i don't know like i guess just to just to take i don't know to like really maybe probably over over expound right now on this um never mind i'm not gonna over expound. we're gonna talk more about we're gonna go more in depth later so we're
0: gonna go go an hour on just definitions so all right this is important part of
1: philosophy i mean they realized that in the 19th century that like you can't have arguments about things if nobody agrees on the terms so yeah it's, it's, it's a fun, fundamental philosophical idea is to find what we're talking about. I think too, like, uh, there's also, and I don't know if this is something we want to get into, if we just want to put to the side, because I think it's too difficult. Like, there's really not much to say about it, but like, are we talking too about the nature of reality insofar as like knowing that something is really real? So for example, like you could make an argument that, you know, all of your senses are powered by your brain. What if it's all just fabricated by your mind? What if all of existence is just like a fever dream your brain is having? Uh, you know, a su- I can't read that George Berkeley.
2: Did you have to read this when you were, when you were in metaphysics? I didn't, all, I, or?
1: I did like, I
2: did like Berkeley though. He was, so uh, he I was, found, was one of my I dug this out when we were talking about it. Cause subjective idealism, I was going to go into that later, but what you're talking about.
1: Yes. So basically, right. Like the idea that like everything is internal to yourself, that even you people, you people don't exist, that you're just, you know, crazy voices in my head that I think are real, but really you're no different than the voice in my head. that says, Hey, go to the store and buy a box of Twinkies. And I'm like, Hey, that's a great idea. Let's do that. Like, you know, I, I think there's a difference, but really there's not Um, that my brain is perhaps floating in the vastness of space uh, that was, that was, I, I should do some research. That was a philosophical question to say it was the brains in a vat jar to say, like, how do you know you're not just a brain in a, in, you know, in a vat of water that's hooked up to some, you know, I mean, that's kind of the same thing we're talking about, right? Like, yeah. we Think of ourselves like that. Oh, you know, like in the matrix, he was pretty much the same person you know like he was still a human in both places it was just like like his mental represent- representation of himself matched his physical one for the most part um but it, you know is that even true like what if what if we're all like geese dreaming that we're people you know <laughs> these well, are the questions we're here to there's a movie to- there
0: <laughs> these are the
2: questions we we're, we're here to,
1: here
0: to- to figure that out is. for everybody on this podcast <laughs> definitively
2: definitive answer right now <laughs> What we'll philosophy does
0: i want to spin can, can i um can i yeah. pivot the question yeah quick? please i want to spin kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying the first question back at you and instead of asking yourself do i exist ask do you exist so do you think shy and myself exist do i think the two of you exist and shy do you think Smiling. Yeah, exist. I
1: mean, that's kind of what I was getting at, right? right. Like, there's really no way for me to know. And I think it's, it, we've go, when we started with, I think, therefore I am, that's something that I can say, I, I feel like I know. Like I can, I say that with confidence. I know that I exist, at least in some capacity. From here on out, I think it's going to be difficult to say that we know the answer to any of these questions because nothing, like you could always make an argument that that at some level there's no way to, to to truly truly know that each other are real or that anything is real. Like we just have to use what we have to get there. Um, I would say that the the biggest argument for me that that other people exist that you're all not just facets of my mind is. I'm constantly surprised. And I think this year has been a a fantastic illustration of that. I'm constantly surprised at how differently people think from me, things that I take as like complete obvious common sense things that other people legitimately do not agree with me on. Um, And I remember when that first happened to me the first time, like, like I I said something that I, I just thought that like everybody's going to agree with this. Like, It's, it's completely self-evident and people, not everybody did. And I was like, what is going on? Like, how's that possible? Um, and so that, that's, that's my argument for other people having consciousness like me is that like, I don't believe my subconscious is buried so deep that I could be so surprised by how other people feel and how people can feel so, so vastly different than me on, on a variety of subjects. What about you, Shy?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that having established the fact that, to be perfectly honest, I don't doubt this on a regular basis. So I don't. I mean, I don't. And I'm not saying that's a good reason to say that, like, why I believe that you guys exist. But like, I don't like daily wake up in the morning and think you know, are Smiley and Van really there? You know, am I really going to a job? Do I really, you know, do I have coworkers? Like, so, I mean, maybe the simulations really got me fooled, but uh, I don't, I guess, uh, I mean, I think Smiley, your statement makes total sense to me. Um, I don't, I think that, and I'll, when we talk, I think we're going to talk a little more about just kind of our current beliefs, but I think that going just going back to B- Ber- Berkeley a little bit because I dug that book out for a reason like when I went to college and when I started taking some philosophy classes and my professor introduced us to the idea of subjective um subjective idealism which basically the idea is that like the only that we're basically brain like not it's not quite the brain the vat idea but it's that basically our brain our brains exist and we can't really know that anything else exists because everything else is just, is observed through our senses. And I remember him talking about the idea of like, you know, you see a house from far away and it's this, you know, this big and you walk up and it's, you know, 30 feet tall. And of course you can measure it by touching it, but like, how does that make it any, like, how does that, how do you know that it's actually bigger than it was you know what i mean like what if when you were that far away it really was that you know that size like yes. just because you can't touch it doesn't mean like does that reality yes. and he talked about like he gave great examples of like going different speeds and you know i remember like yes. and i remember our professor i must have us, i have um, read that book I, I've, I've
1: heard I'm a sure lot of you at of least
2: books. talked about the philosophy, yes. like the idea because i think it was very philosophy behind it, i remember our, our professor who i really respected like he looked at us he's like you yeah, know this is one of the one of the most difficult kind of philosophical concepts for philosophers to, to, to counter and not a lot of philosophers actually really have good proofs to counter it. You just most, have to kind most of.
1: Most of them end up being religious. Yeah. In my um, experience, like, cause yeah. that's what, that's kind of what you have to do. You had to appeal to like a higher power to say, you know, I exist because, because of God, you know, God's existence. or something. And then like that. God's, right. yeah.
0: God's were born at a time when technology wasn't even thought of to be in a way where a simulation could even be possible just
1: well and i mean yeah yeah. it's interesting because you do it does change like what you know changes how you look at things right like when i was young i always like i had a theory like when i was like four years old that like really like the sky at night was like it wasn't really like space that went on forever like they said it was just like there was something right past the earth and there was just like a black cover over us. And what we saw this as stars were little holes where the light was shining through from behind. And like, obviously we, uh, as I got older, I could realize that that theory was false, but like, you could see how like if people didn't have space travel hundreds of years ago, even a hundred years ago, how like, maybe you, you know, you could have some, some ideas to explain things that maybe you you have learned more now, but sorry, that's kind of a tangent.
2: Yeah. So I think my final answer is I I believe you guys are there. I think that the, in my mind, it's not so much, how do I prove that you guys are there? It's actually more that I think if I thought deeply enough about it, um, the things that would make me doubt it would be when the quote unquote simulation breaks, if it was a simulation. So I think the two things that come to mind are either miracles or like the opposite of miracles. Like when things happen in the real world that like are, when someone comes back to life after being dead, like, what <laughs> like how did like when it seems like well like if it was a program it broke you know what i mean like so we're like i mean i think another example is like people have significant mental changes like shifts in their behavior you have someone who was mild-mannered their whole life and then goes out and kills 30 people and like it's almost like like a like a program breaking you know like 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 a glitch in the program the, i mean that would be the one thing that like like things that are inexplainable you know to, mo- to modern science i guess um would be arguments against that maybe Van, how
0: about your own, I know, answer I your own an, question? I don't have an opinion.
1: You always have to answer your own question. That's the rule. <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding. Don't I, don't I don't have an opinion. I don't have an opinion
1: on this. Don't break your rules on my podcast.
0: Um Yeah, I think you guys exist. Um and if it sounds like I'm thinking about it, it's because I genuinely am. There's certainly a part of my brain that thinks it's uh, no matter how minuscule that there is a possibility that you don't exist the the angel
1: on your shoulder and i'm the little demon on your shoulder
0: yeah exactly yeah i'm having this conversation with myself actually which is super weird Um, so i will say (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) if i'm gonna (laughs) afk or slayer i'm gonna um i think so my strongest argument to and it's a weak one but it's still my strongest nonetheless um to other people existing is that i don't feel um there's no way in hell I am intelligent enough to come up with all the things that humanity has come up with. Nor do I think a single being um, would be. And I know that's super short-sighted. But I don't think a single individual can come up with all of the collective other things, meaning everything in the entire universe from space travel to um, Einstein's theory of relativities to all those things. although I guess I just made a point that a single person did come up with those things, um, to <laughs> come up with just everything, the, the world and its conglomerate um, on, from a single entity. So therefore there must be more entities than just myself.
1: I, I read a story on the internet once and I've heard versions of this before, um, but there's a story of, uh, of a person who is a god, And with each, and he lives forever, and with each of his lives, he lives through a person who has lived, right? So, but each life he lives through somebody differently. So in the end, every single person who's ever lived or ever, who does live, has lived, or will live, is this same entity living through his life, interacting with himself, so that he can eventually have the sum of all experiences and that's how he becomes a God. Um, And I thought that was a very interesting, a very interesting idea of Godhood, a person who has lived every life Mm -hmm. done every good thing, done every bad thing, like every aspect from positive to negative, from smart to stupid, you know, and, and has, has actually experienced all of human history in and of themselves. What do you guys think? Like that kind of gets a little bit at what you were talking about that, like, what if that were true? What if you feel that way now, because you're only narrowly experiencing this one life when really throughout the court, like, and like at the end of each life, when you die, you wake up and remember all the lives you've lived And think about all the lives you have yet to live. That then you go back down and you do another one.
0: We should do a podcast on on um, on the afterlife. Weird. Well, that sure, but (laughs) weird. I don't want to say weird because it has a negative connotation. But interesting philosophical ideas or concepts, because I yeah, like there's a lot of them that I want to talk about that are loosely relevant, but would. (laughs) derail us completely and like yeah sorry you know. i probably derailed a little bit with that
1: but it, it was kind of based oh, get on what it. you were saying you know yeah i get it he doesn't get it um really? what about yes. you
2: <laughs> i mean it's an interesting thought experiment i think that and in, i guess it just would depend on different reports of people who interacted with that thought experiment but like i can't remember a previous life and so yeah i mean i feel like as soon as someone legitimately is like legitimately is like i can't remember a previous life like and they're interacting with other people. Like yeah I don't know, like you get into the whole idea of like divinity and interaction with time. And I think a lot of religions and like you know I mean that's that there's not a locking there. You know, a divinity isn't isn't locked into time. And so we will never understand time travel, we'll never understand like the idea that there might be a mind outside of time is just we can't even understand that that concept. Yes, it's so so it's that thought experiment like like potentially you could like the the get out of jail free card would be well you you can understand the thought experiment just think about it you know <laughs> like don't comment on it because beyond us mortal you know from a mortal from my thought train it just, it, i feel like it breaks there where like three of us might look at it and be like well i don't remember past life like um but it's an interesting idea of like how a god could could experience all things and see all things
0: so like loosely piggybacking off of what you said about one person experiencing all lives um, I think the way you described it was you live the life in its entirety, and then the next time you live a separate life in yes, its entirety. You're,
1: you're not aware while you're living that you've had past so
0: lives. So one thing that, that I always, for some reason, I constantly think about is like, how long have I been me? And mm-hmm. it's like, was I me this second, and all of my memories were just here because I came into this body at this time? Or have I been me the entire Time and being able to make independent decisions and whatnot.
1: Based so spo- on was. Spoiler alerts for The Illusionist. If you haven't seen The Illusionist, today, <laughs> no, I have not. Skip ahead a couple, a couple minutes. Okay, well, then I won't spoil it. You should watch The Illusionist as it directly deals with that specific question in a very interesting way. And it's a very good movie. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, got mag- it's about magic and and uh, sleight of hand, and, and, and it's kind of a mystery movie. It, it's good it's worth watching it's that yeah. be fun,
2: it? that'd be a fun that'd be a fun a long time ago it'd be a fun podcast to like for like our homework to watch the illusionist and the prestige like in the same week And oh in the next no podcast. i'm sorry prestige yeah, i think that's the what, prestige is what the you're prestige. talking about yeah i am the I, I always mix but they them came up. out at the same time it'd they be did. interesting to watch them both and then talk about them like kind of in a podcast like well that's convenient because um, sarah
1: and i have been talking she's mm-hmm. wanted to watch those again we just watched um we just watched um the dicaprio one that's so good inception yeah uh,
2: again which we which we
1: which we we loved um and that's on our list to watch so yeah i think we could probably do that we're so off track right now we are that's all right (laughs) um well an interesting part of the the idea of living through every life is the morality that comes into it because it it really i think the purpose of the story ultimately is is uh is to you know if you took if you decided you believed that then that would mean that the way you treat people is really the way you're treating yourself like i think that's the commentary that if you're li- if you're experienced everything every life everything that you ever do to to hurt or disenfranchise somebody else you're really doing to yourself either in the past or the future and so it's interesting sometimes how these um these metaphysical conversations also lead into, to moral ones. I mean, that's another thing that we didn't talk about. Like if, if you were of the opinion that other people weren't real or didn't exist or were figments of your mind or of a simulation, does that change how you treat them? Do you think of them as NPCs? Um, as we've, you know, as we have in, in certain video games where, you know, people who are out already outside of our group, sometimes we kind of treated a, uh, less than less than they deserved, probably. Um, What do you guys think about that?
0: Yeah, I I guess it just makes me think like when we're talking about. So Shai's original question, like define a simulation, another variance could be, are we all in our own simulation? Or are we mm. all in a collective single simulation? Is, it, is this
1: an MMORPG or something? Right, exactly,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and that's what it comes down to. And then I think that first believing the premise that that we are in a simulation, that would let you know that could definitively answer: um, Do other people exist or not? Because if it's a single simulation with multiple people built into its construct, well then. By definition, everybody has to exist. There have to be multiple people. If you're in a in a separate simulation other than everyone else, I don't see how other people could be real.
1: Right, but how could you ever tell whether no. somebody's real or an NPC? I mean, other than Zuckerberg, we know he's an NPC.
0: He's a lizard person for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lives in the center of the earth.
1: So um, it sounds like we all we all agree that that we exist and that each other exists. I think that's fair. But the next question is what just personally, I mean, we've talked about that. You can't really know, right? We don't like, again, like Shai said, unless you can find a paradox (laughs) or find proof somewhere that something's breaking down, you're kind of, you're kind of stuck. So it comes down to what you think and what you believe, like from what you've experienced, what is your, what is your thought? Do you believe that, that life is, um, is as we experience it, or do you believe that we are somehow being, you know? And tell me, you to go with it where you will. Um, whatever your definition is of a simulation, like what what do you believe is the nature of reality? Do you believe it is as we experience it, or, do, or that there's something else going on?
0: I'm I don't sorry, think that.
1: Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Van. I don't You're think. Right.
0: I actually don't know if that question needs to be answered. Like. I don't think you need well, to just define end, what
2: you're... end the podcast. I not What question. we're talking about? So.
0: <laughs> I don't think uh, your last part. I don't. Well, we're gonna think, save um... you guys some
1: times. All right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you can all have uh, 26 twenty six minutes, minutes back.
1: Yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we all need. I don't think we need to define what our simulation is to ourselves, right? Because I think Fair. I think the no, question is: Are you in a simulation or not? Regardless yes, I... of how you define it.
1: Fair enough. Yeah.
2: Shy. Is it me? I think you went to all you first. Right. Go ahead. Um, I don't think that we're in a simulation. Um, and I think, you know, Smiley mentioned earlier when I was talking about subjective idealism, that a lot of people go to religion, you know, to set those ground rules to get a to, to ground yourself in a reality. And I think that's, that's where I stand. I mean, now we've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but I, I am, I stand, I, I follow, and I believe in fairly traditional Judeo-Christian values. Um, so the God of the Bible and creation. Um, I think that, so i was seven trying to like days, baby.
1: seven days
2: well all right i'm not going to say that like Six i believe that the rest. bible should be word Genesis, word, word literally literally yeah. that there's different types of different types of books of the bible based on uh, how they're written um dude i watched good Omens. i saw what happened in the garden nice um <laughs> but i think i was like as i was thinking about this i was trying to think of like if for some reason someone came to me tomorrow and, and like said like could definitely prove to me there was no god like like, 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 give me a hundred percent fat. Oh, wait, Okay, what? please
1: go ahead. No, sorry. All
2: right. Um, Like what would be like the next tier in my belief? Like if I, like my, okay. if my, if my mind was just shattered at that point, all my beliefs, I'm like, well, where do I go next? I think that the belief in a simulation or something like that would still would, would be the next step. I think that like, as I've, I think my whole life, the world just feels too ordered. Like it just, everything just feels too, I don't know. Like, the law, scientific laws we see around us, how things operate in certain ways, they operate together. I remember like, and I'm not saying this is like, a, this is definitely not a bulletproof statement or case, but I remember growing up in, in the church, the idea of intelligent design, which is, you know, the church uses to try to prove that there is a God, even though you can't prove there's a God. Um, And then the idea of even like, I remember experiencing the idea of the anthropic principle, which I don't know if I'm smiling, you may have heard of it. I don't know, like, I don't know, Van, maybe you've heard of it, but like the idea that like, if you take all of the specific values that are in place to allow for human life and like yes. multiply them together like the the like the resulting number is so infinitesimal i mean yeah obviously a non a non a, you know an atheistic view would say we'll just throw four billion years at that you know and like and, and that's how you that's how you account for just such a such like a slim minute chance that like we're even here um but i think I, I don't know so you really have to go one of two ways but i think that just I, yeah i mean pr- just i think that all the systems, all the laws, every, the, gov- the universe governing in a way um, that makes sense that we as rational beings can decipher and discover and learn from. And, and, and I think that if at the least amount makes an argument for a simulation or for some kind of rational greater being that has put that all in place and not just chaos that brought that about.
1: The so argument <laughs> then is that the laws of the universe are, are consistent enough that you don't think that they could happen by accident and in addition to all the other factors that that bring us here right but i don't think
0: saying that they can't happen i got that the likelihood is the other way
2: yeah but i mean i think that like and that's what i'm saying is like the likelihood but also like if i like if you know if you have to make a decision you know if you have to like like choose a worldview like i think that's where i stand currently like yeah it's yeah
1: okay (laughs) that's fair that's fair all right, thanks, Shy. Uh, Van, what about you? What do you think?
0: Um, my beliefs actually <laughs> align pretty dang heavily with Shy's. It's um, not as funny as it sounds, but is for it, some reason. Is, is, it, is it because you're
1: so devoutly religious?
0: Uh, partially, yes. Uh, no, um, I, I I understand where Shy's coming from and that. So this is going to be kind of weird and contradictory. Um, I feel. Like we are not in a simulation. However, if I were a betting man, I would bet that we are in a simulation. So you're betting that you're wrong.
1: It's kind of like a backhand, like yeah, it's like, kind mean, of like a self. It's like, self-judgment? Yeah. I, I don't think I can really <laughs> be trusted to make a perception here, so I'm going <laughs> to bet on me not understanding my reality. I know
0: me, therefore I am wrong. <laughs> no,
1: I fair. think
0: I think we're not in a simulation. I think a However, lot of people I were, agree with you. If I were a betting man, I would say that we actually are, and then we can go into reasons. Well, I guess uh, I'll, I'll talk about a reason since Shy um, disclosed one of his. So uh, my theory is loosely, or this concept is loosely based off of Nick Bostrom. um, And I'm going to completely bastardize his theory. So there's in no way is this any representation of what he believes. It's just helps me, his theory helped me get through my thought process. So um, the thought that we are in the technological climax of all things that have ever existed to me just does not seem accurate the 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 plausibility yes. that that this is as good as technology has ever been anywhere in the entire world at universe excuse me at any given time of existence um, doesn't sit well with me i feel like well, but but who's who's arguing that
1: <laughs> It's <laughs> a whole other argument here. <laughs> maybe I'm not yeah. doing a good job explaining what I'm saying. So, like, are you, do you mean like <laughs> that? That you maybe, maybe let me see if I understand. You say the universe, but you don't really mean the universe, right? Like, what you're saying is that you feel like you live at a time that is so much more advanced than anybody else in our recorded human history, that no. that
0: seems weird to you? No. Yes. Okay. Yes. That if that, that exactly the last part. That if we currently live in the most advanced society and the most technologically advanced and the most knowledgeable society in the entire universe that has ever existed, ever, seems completely ridiculous to me. That that we See, just happen to be you, that small that's possibility. That's where you take
1: it. That's where you take it a little bit too far because you no, have not explored no, the knowledge. That... you can't tell him
0: he's taking it too far. It's his belief, smiley. Wait, no, no. Are we, are we not What are you saying it? my belief is? So say my belief back to me so that I think so that I know no, you no. understand what I'm you're, saying.
1: What you're saying, what you just said, is that you <laughs> believe that you, that you you do, it doesn't sit right for you that that humanity has is at the height of the technological curve in the known universe.
2: Yeah, I guess I don't understand why that's so and, wild. Well, and so I think we. need I don't think we've heard your whole belief yet, no, right? Is, is like we shall You finish your thoughts.
1: Tripping us up here. Well, no, like, like you're not saying that there can't be higher technologies out there. Not at you're all. Saying I'm saying we no. I'm saying the that. likelihood
0: is that there are higher technologies out there than us. Who've the okay, simulation that saying. we're in. So I'm saying that that there that. That to think that we are at the height of technology is absurd to me. That there is other civilization that has existed in the past or elsewhere in the universe that is that could ridiculously us. astronomically okay. beyond okay. us. Okay, right
1: I, I, I'm sorry. I think I misunderstood. So, okay, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, that's why I was
0: like, wait, wait. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. I, I, <laughs> I, certainly probably was explaining it terribly. I was like, but are you that's what I'm yourself saying.
1: on the meal? you think we're at the top now? No, like, I, I, I think,
0: I think the thought of thinking that you're on gotcha. the top is absurd. Okay. So, while believing in that premise, I don't think we, as a society, are too far off from creating simulations that are um, discernible between, between uh-huh. the, the world we exist in now. So, with that being said, I think that there are <clears throat> infinite, there's a possibility, there, the likelihood is more likely that there are infinite number of simulations running right now with infinite entities in those simulations. Right now, or not even infinite, because infinite would require infinite amount of of energy and 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 items going, and all that stuff. You're going down a rabbit hole. Oh, and I love it. So that <laughs> So let's just say there's a, a let's just say there's there's a hundred trillion, hundred trillion simulations running, or a hundred trillion entities in simulations, right? Because if we're saying we're not the most advanced thing out there, or at least I am, that we're not the most advanced thing ever. So there's a hundred trillion simulations that one could be born into and we happen to be born outside of a simulation i think that probability is extremely small also and therefore based on statistics of probability it is more Mm -hmm. likely that we were actually born into a simulation than born out of one does that kind of loosely describe (laughs) i don't know if Uh, if this is yeah sorry i
1: was just gonna say uh, i have a number of objections but <laughs> sure. but we're not we're not at that yeah, point yet right yeah. we're not defending right, yet as you said we're going to lay out our beliefs so i i will save but, my objections i think i understand what you're saying
2: can i ask a clarifying question cuz i got lost somewhere where are the simulations originating from <laughs> i don't th- i don't think that
0: matters i think first right. you just have to agree with the premise that we are not the most technologically advanced society that's ever existed or does exist in this current universe at this time
2: all right we'll come back to you van <laughs> <laughs> So, you can tell so, I've thought a lot about this shit all the time
1: yeah, you thought in circles <laughs> about it clearly um, so I'm going to take again it's kind of like Van said I'm going to not I'm going to take an agreement in a way and take it in a different direction so part of what Van's saying here is is a, a bit about a little bit like being humble in a way and saying that like humanity isn't the, the peak of all things right there's something greater potentially out there Right, am I am I characterizing your your argument? Good uh, enough for the purpose of it. our conversation. Yeah, excellent. Um, and so I, I agree, and I but I take t- I take that in a different direction. Um, I think that people have always, since the beginning of time, struggled to uh, um, apply meaning to what is ultimately a meaningly meaningless existence, um, and that's where much of our religion comes from. And uh, even things like this, if, what what it sounds like I hear from both of you is that you want you you like the idea that there's something more out there, either something an intelligent designer or or something like who's making these laws of nature or an advanced civilization, like somebody out there who is who has come up with you know who has come up with these kind of simulations, right? To me, I I just My personal belief is that like, we are, we are just here while we're here. We have awareness and that when, when we die, we're done. There's no extra level. There's no afterlife necessarily that just like when you swat a fly, the fly's gone. Like you don't think about whether that fly's going to heaven or hell or whether that fly just woke up from a simulation and I just don't think we're any different. I think we, you know, or same thing with a plant. I mean, plants are alive when you pluck a flower and ultimately kill it. Like you don't think about whether that flower went to flower heaven or whether that flower was part of a simulation imagining itself to be a flower. And when I plucked it, it, you know, woke up as a beaver somewhere and I was like, whoa, I was just a flower. That was crazy. Like, and I just don't think humans are any different. Um, and that that's probably where you guys will disagree with me because I think most people think that humans um, you know, are kind of on a different level than other living creatures for some reason or another. But um, I've never really believed that. I think we've just, we've advanced enough to be more self-aware than some others. So,
0: so I just want to uh, clarify something. Yeah, um, please. I don't have an opinion or a desire to either be in a simulation or not in simulation i'm indifferent just to clarify
2: i have a just because wow well, no we can get to this thing. please
1: we're we're here was, it was a question for van are we though? In no. to do a comment yeah. you just made are about
2: we simulations here? so <laughs> Go ahead. well i just is the fly in the simulation van because I think Spiley just made the point that this fly wasn't in the simulation in your in your Ooh, point of view. I so, like it. So do you view? Do you did you think the fly is in the simulation? Like, no, me? I like I like it, <clears throat> and that
0: leads to a bigger question. So we're talking about humans. Are humans in simulations simultaneously? Well, then is is a conscious being? acting as a fly in the simulation or is the fly a pure construct of the simulation and not not a, a consciousness or a or soul, is the or
1: is the fly a fly that has been somehow harnessed in the same way i mean it sounds ridiculous with a fly but what if you change it to a dog like what about your dog like yeah that's what i
0: mean yeah, yeah exactly like
1: is the dog a person is the dog right. a dog There's are, are there? people
0: even people or is the whole simulation right. a construct of consciousness thrown into a simulation yeah
1: and i guess you could break down my perspective as being uh, applicable to Occam's razor if anyone's familiar with that yep. which is that Occam's razor says in in general when all things are equal um the simplest explanation is usually the correct one correct and to me like when you think about all the pieces that you would need to put in place for us to be in a simulation and what does that mean for this and that like It's not impossible. I'm not saying that. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem likely. It seems like we're Yeah. So
0: maybe that's the rub because I don't think it's all that difficult at all, especially just living in the world we live in now, seeing how close we are to VR experiencing VR with a headset and eyes. And after seven minutes in that, your brain just says, okay, this is actually happening. Like you feel like you're actually in there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't feel like it's all that difficult to really put somebody in a simulation and have it be discernible from what they would have considered reality a, a moment earlier.
2: I think if I were to, I think the what I got out of Smiley's statement is that uh, it just begs less questions. Smiley's, like, Smiley's stance of the fact that what we see is what we get. There's just a natural world with nothing nothing ordered above this natural world, no different planes of existence, whether it's someone outside the simulation or creator and that is that it's just, there's, I mean, there's less questions. It's just what I see is what I get. I mean, it just, that is what I observe is, is, is reality. Um, I think the, the challenge there, and I think why, I mean, it, like you're right, Smiley. I mean, and if Occam, if everybody believed as Occam thought, we wouldn't have philosophy, right? Because that's the whole point of philosophy and theology it and is. anything that that it examines an sure. existence or or, well. or thoughts outside of our personal experiences is because the human brain is inquisitive and it is it it ponders Absolutely. these kind of things and wants to know more and wants wants to reach beyond the stars. Um,
1: well, let me caveat a lot the way that Van did. Um, just because I don't happen to believe that we're in a simulation doesn't mean that I would reject the question. Like I think mm. there's value in. Exploring the possibilities and trying to determine that, um, but you know you had to start with your own core belief somewhere. So I don't.
0: I guess let me challenge Occam's razor applications with what, what up, you Occam? just stated because I feel like at a granular level, that Occam's is actually telling you that in that you are likely in a simulator, whereas it's more difficult to substantiate all of the billions and billions and billions of happenstances between a single protein to intelligent life, where like uh, Shai was talking about earlier with um, what's it called? It's principle.
2: Um, anthropic principle.
0: Yeah, the anthropic principle. Like, if you're, using, if you're applying Occam's razor, then that's really unlikely.
1: I, I disagree, because think about this. If, <clears throat> so let's say what you say is true. All right. All of all of this stuff, all, you know, all the, like even the cellular level complexities, mm-hmm. um, you know, ha- are here because somebody had to design them that way. Right. So now you're telling me that not like if they exist in the simulation, they must also exist outside of the simulation. Right. Like if, if, if we have all this, like all the rules and things within the simulation, must've been replicated from without other like, you know, you, you, cause you couldn't have this incredibly lifelike unable to, d- to differentiate between real and, and not like real it. created by somebody of a lesser, less complex origin.
0: I like right? it. It's like a chicken, so, chicken or the egg kind of right. thing.
1: And so for that reason, it, Occam's razor does apply because no matter how complicated it is within this simulation, it would have to be more complicated on the outside to build the simulation. And so now, now you're, counter- now you're, now you're on like a double level. So no, no matter how intense it gets, here, only, it's always more in the background.
0: My only counter to that is the AI theory that humans didn't build it and that a computer built it. And therefore and even- computers can generate things that are in excess of what we have in, in the real world. The ideas of a single cell organism containing multi-billion dollar or multi-dollar multi-billion functions right that an ai will say that's cool uh a one that ha, that produces two more billion functions doesn't exist but i'm an ai computer i can make it exist hmm. right i
1: don't know I'm not i sure think I, agree with
2: that. I think i don't know if i i, I get where smiley's coming from well, in I, that in that like if you go in this methodology, at some point you're creating more complexity beyond the experience. So, so if we're living in a simulation, like you're saying, the AI or tech- technology has to be more complicated than us to create the simulation. And then something had to create the simulation or the technology that those are in the simu. Like I mean, is it a cascading series of simulations. Or um, I don't well, know if that's you, really worth my even on top from. of that.
1: Like there are there's just more questions too. Again, it's like okay. <clears throat> if let's say we are in a simulation, well, why? Now we need a reason for that. And like, how did we come to be here? How, like, without realizing it and like, like this adds, like that's, it's not as simple. It's not as simple as to just say, you're here, you live, you die, it's over. Like, not that there aren't complexities that you can add, but like, there's always going to be more questions if we're in a simulation than if we're not, I think. I don't know how you get around that.
2: I think, I mean, I think technically we're all asking, I think every human asks the question why, and we answer in different ways. So I think Occam's razor is one answer, one, one way to answer the question why it's, (laughs) I mean, it's, well, I don't need to know anything beyond the created world that I see. And, you know, the, you know, the things that I observe or people around me have observed, I, you know, that's enough of an answer. I think that
1: remember too, that Occam's razor doesn't always, it doesn't say the simplest answer is always the correct Mm -hmm. answer. Just that it often is. So yeah. it's not trying to you don't use Alchemisms to disprove <clears throat> things. You, you use it to say something is more or less likely.
2: Yeah. I mean, you made the comment earlier about the reason that, you know, the point behind most religious views is to find meaning in life. And I think that's very much true. I think that's why I gravitate to that kind of view, is that it does provide more meaning. I think that I think that you live in a world. <clears throat> I think the idea to live in the world without hope and meaning is, is a stark world to live in. So I don't I don't know that I think that that's the only reason. I also think that an answer that whether or not it needs to be answered because you can very much live in this life not needing to know the answer of what how did things begin. But I think that is if you think about it, an interesting question is what is the beginning of things, and I think that can spark the the thought of like then that that takes you beyond your plane of existence, trying to like work backwards towards how because to, because ultimately. I think you know looking at what the second law of thermodynamics basically the idea the idea of entropy the things the idea that energy is being destroyed leads to the idea that there was a beginning at some point whether it was the big bang whether it was something else whether it was the start of the simulation you know whether it was a creator creating all of matter like there needs to have been a start whether it was mindless or mindful um, and what was that and will we ever know the answer for that for sure i mean that's probably beyond our comprehension
1: might be one little other <clears throat> thing I'd like to throw out is the idea of like <clears throat> so and this maybe supports uh, a simulation idea, but like think about a computer, right like not a computer connected to the internet, just you know your your the desktop or laptop sitting in front of you, right like there's there are things that were created and are constantly being created on that computer documents, you know, applications games save files things like that when you then if you were to destroy the machine right that housed that information what's the nature of that information's reality Mm -hmm. like it still exists because we remember it potentially but you know like when when you when you look at things inside a computer. This is kind of what I think got us on this in the beginning. Thinking about a game like Final Fantasy XI that has locations that we all know as well as maybe we know in places in real life. Like, you know where the the freaking magic shop is in Lower Juno, I bet. Like, I bet you could navigate there in your mind right now. Like, what's the nature of that reality? Like, it's really just lines of code on a machine somewhere. And yet it's so much more. I don't really have a question, just kind of something to think about as we're wrapping up.
2: I mean, memories of people, right? Like, why do so many people want to leave a legacy, want to be remembered? Why do we cherish those we love and have passed on so much? Mm -hmm. I mean, very much, yeah.
1: Van, you've been quiet. Yeah, you have any final (coughs) thoughts?
0: No, um, but kind of like here, you're talking about you can run to Gino in your mind or whatnot. There's actually a meditation practice where you look at a table and there's nothing on that table and then you imagine a candle on that table and it becomes real in your mind but yet it was never there it was so never then, there right yeah
1: yeah it's it's very interesting and, and like that's where you get into some of these questions where it, it makes you want to challenge things like that because
0: And you can you can pull that memory back of looking at the table with the candle on it. And yet that never existed in the first place. It was all in your mind the whole time. It's fascinating. As
1: as I've gotten older, too, I've found that there's been times when I think back and I'm trying to remember things from my childhood. And more and more often I have trouble differentiating whether something I have is a memory or was just a dream I had and like did i dream it but i remembered the dream so vividly that then i actually think i it was something that happened to me
0: and we should we should do a podcast on memory cuz that's another fascinating thing memory and dreams yeah yeah not only that just memories in general how how many of our memories are actually inaccurate
1: fabrications like,
0: yeah like there there was a study and i, I can't remember the study so don't quote me on any of this but there was a study of people talking about something something very significant like 911 and asking everybody, where were you on 9 11? Mm-hmm. And then they asked all these people, and like they were able to verifiably um, validate that a lot of people's memories were false based on the reflection that they gave. But they, to their heart of hearts, believed that that was actually where they were, what they saw, all these things. Like It would have been like, oh, I was at my apartment and I saw the smoke over, uh, overhead. And I can still remember you know, watching the TV, blah, blah. And they'll put like, that whole thing together and say, well, that kind of happened because the smoke was going the opposite direction. And it didn't televise on this thing until after XYZ. And they're like, no, like I know this. Ha-. It's just fascinating. Like Certainly would love to dive into that one day.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll add that to the list shy any final thoughts before we wrap up here
2: no this has been very interesting Uh, i'm enjoying the philosophical podcast episodes i look forward to more in the future
1: yeah we'll have to do some more it's uh you know sometimes it's cool to just think about things and that's the great thing about philosophy that's why i uh, majored in philosophy when i when i was at colorado state university because uh it just kind of opens your mind to different ways of thinking things and there's value to thinking uh, I think it's something that we don't do enough in our society today. It's just taking time to think about things like we always have our phones or our TVs or whatever. We always have something to distract us. A lot of times we don't just take time to think my wife and I talk about that a lot. Um, so shout out to Sarah. Cause she likes to get a shout out on the podcast. So thank you all for joining us for this uh, conversation. I hope it didn't go. Uh, I know we went around in circles a little bit. We, we kind of got a little bit uh, uh, philosophical, if you will. Um, but if you have an idea, if you want to tell us what's your thought on the nature of reality, are we in a simulation? Are the machines harvesting our brain power and heat right now? And we are mindless slaves without even knowing. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can reach us on Twitter at focus target on YouTube focus target podcast via email focus target podcast at gmail.com possibly on Twitch at twitch target podcast. I don't think we've actually done anything <laughs> there yet, but you know. There's always a future. The future is full of possibilities. So, thanks for joining us here. Uh, this has been episode 66. Uh, 66. Order 66. Oh, Order 66. Good episode. Should... How did we not get the podcast on this episode? I don't know what we're <laughs> thinking. Or the Star Wars podcast on this episode. Anyway, I'm done. This is
0: Smiley. Shy. And I'm Ben. As always, cover us, Porkins. We might be out.